Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The motivation is something you can train within your mind. It's, it's like a muscle. Um, but since it's based on science, we know what things work and what things don't, relatively speaking. So you can, if you feel like you're one of those people that are always down or you're struggling, um, you can actually train your motivation to get yourself back up. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host... Ronster Baytyong. Welcome to episode 34 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero, a time, attendance, scheduling, HR, and payroll solution for Philippine companies. If you're new to the show, we are glad to have you on board because we have our Father's Day edition of the podcast. But I'd like to give you a heads up because this podcast contains Not Safe for Work language so please make sure that there are no kids around when you're listening to this because today we're going to be talking about the hustle of innovating fitness motivation and the hustler that we're going to be talking to regarding this matter is mr dennis timpanero of Motivation. and today he's going to be talking about his entrepreneurial journey and how a bet in a bar turned and started his journey and how he pushed himself to do something he's never done before to become an archer that is ranked worldwide other than that he's also going to be talking about his professional background and his career in procurement and we're going to also do a deep dive on what people do in procurement and how important it is for companies to have this type of department in their company Dennis is also going to share with us the type of skills he developed in procurement while he was the youngest director in McDonald's and how he took a leap of faith to finally become a startup founder. He's also going to be talking about how he started his idea while we were working together and the type of moves he made to fast track the validation and creation of his startup, Motivation. He's also going to be talking about the early mistakes he did and the pivots he did to get motivation, the proper problem solution fit that he was looking for. And lastly, we're going to do a deep dive on how he innovates motivation and the secret factors to get started being motivated in anything you do, whether it's a business or it's a new habit. So if you're ready to learn the hustle of innovating fitness motivation, 
Let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. I'm so excited, though this is going to be another international uh, episode, but I'm not. I wish I was there where, where he is right now, but um, <laughs> I'm just going to imagine the cold breeze, though it's the summer from where he is. And this, this, is, this episode is special because I'm talking to someone who's a very good friend, and he was a client before when I was doing freelancing, and then I was trying to also pick myself up from, from my 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 latest failure but this guy he doesn't know this I, first time i'm going to tell you that also inspired me in my hustle where i was just trying to teach him the ropes of startup life and today we're going to be talking to a good friend of mine from across the other side of the world uh mr dennis Simpanero of go innovation dennis welcome to the show ron Great catching up with you, man. It's been way too long. Yes. As we were talking about before the, the, the episode started, it was just only a few months ago, but dude, it feels like forever. <laughs> there is a, uh, you know, you talk to people and go, hey, how's it going? Everyone goes, fine. What's new? And, you know, I would say 90% of the people you speak with go, not much. I think if someone <laughs> asked you or me what's new, we could probably talk to them yeah. for eight straight hours until they just like all time or, or ran away. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Correct. But before we get on. carried away, I'd like to uh, step back a little bit and, 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 and talk to you and, and talk about your hustle prior to this. But before that, let's talk about your hustle now. So Dennis, just for, for the sake of our listeners, what's your hustle? My hustle. So I am the founder of a company called Godivation. And Godivation helps people discover what motivates them so they can have a better chance of sticking with their workouts, getting healthy, and, and getting back in shape. That's the hardest part. It's the motivation and the, the dedication. That's where we help people. Absolutely. And you know this for a fact that when we started this, I was one of them dudes that needed the motivation. Hey, <laughs> at one point, I actually did work out. All right. Last year, no, I, I did. I video proving it. I saw you at the gym. Yeah. You were there. It was like the hardest shit I've done in a while. It's, I'm surprised I, I, you're still alive from that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, eventually Christmas came by and then my old habits right, kind of kind of went back and creeped up on me. And, and now I'm big. I'm back into the sh- round shape that I'm normally in anyway. So then... Um, before we get started and get carried away again and talk about my shape, right? Um, how did you start your journey? I mean, I remember you talking about this this thing before that you said you you there's one thing they only wanted to do was be part of the Olympics. But is that part of the hustle or how you started everything out? It was it was a, a leading factor. So a long time ago, <laughs> in yep. in our age, a long time ago. Um, <laughs> We were drinking around uh, a bar with some buddies, and this was right around the time Chicago was bidding on the 2016 Olympics. And wow. uh, they were one of the final four cities. We were at a bar, and you know, we're talking about it. And um, it, it, shockingly, like, I think everybody was just floored when Chicago got knocked out of the first round of the finalist list. Everyone said, yeah, Chicago will make it to the end. Not sure if they're going to win, but yep. they've got to be in there, right? They've got you know, President Obama is vouching for them. Oprah yeah. Winfrey's there. They've got the infrastructure. They've got the stadiums and stuff. And boom, they were gone. Yeah, so I, I vowed to them that night at the bar that I'm going to go make the Olympic team and I'm going to avenge Chicago and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, you know, three drinks in, that always sounds like an awesome idea. Right. But um, I was furious, actually. I woke up the next day. I'm like, no, you know what? I do want to do something. I haven't done anything for myself in a while. Okay. Why not? Right? We'll give it a try. So um, it's a very long story, but the short version is I decided to pick archery because it seemed like one of the few things I could still do well for a long time. Okay. I went into a shop just outside the city and I said, Hey, I want to go to the Olympics. Wow. And the guy, you know, like the record scratches, the old timer that works there turns around and goes, uh, do you have a bow? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I kind of thought that's what you do, man. You gotta, were you a you novice back shot. then? Or no, was it? I never, never touched a bow in my oh, life. Shoot, we didn't have like any guns or any uh, archery equipment. We didn't have any like weapons in our house growing up. My parents were very strict about that stuff. So 
yeah, I was 27 years old, had never tried it. And, wow. you know, four years later, with a lot of help from coaches, a ton of hours practicing, training, all this stuff, you know, I had a world ranking. And I had wow. a, a pretty high U.S. ranking. So things were going all right. I wasn't going to make the team at that point, but there was good trajectory. I had some traction, as us nerds call it, in <laughs> in the startup world. Yeah. But um, I ended up not making the Olympic team. I got cut from the first round in the U.S. trials, okay. and I was bummed for multiple months. Right. I just sat around, and I didn't do a damn thing. And right. then something changed. So I, I came across this... Uh, there's an Under Armour commercial, which is embarrassing to say, but an Under Armour commercial where Michael Phelps, the most decorated U.S. and, and world Olympian yep. at this point, was making a comeback. That, you know, because he had kind of fallen from grace. He had, you know, smoked up a little bit, gone yep. to a party, gotten in trouble. Normal stuff for anybody else. But um, this this commercial just, like, jolted me. It got me out of bed at 5 a.m. in the morning after I'd been cut. It got me working out again and excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why in the hell did this thing motivate me so much? Like, why of all things did this commercial connect with me? Mm-hmm. And it set me off on this journey to figure out how are people motivated, mm-hmm. especially to get fit, especially to get healthy. Because if someone like me who is essentially addicted to fitness and working out and training right. struggled with it, God, I mean, how difficult is it for all of us, right? I mean, so that's that's was the inspiration for motivation and the reason why we try to help motivate people. Got it. But while you were doing all of this, you also were a professional, right? You've had multiple <laughs> yeah. stints. And on the side, well, it, it's hard to do two things at the same time. I mean, I was a student athlete growing up. I, t- I think I told you that before, that you yeah. know, studying and, and, and going to training is not an easy thing because you only have one vessel to, to get that done, which is your physical body, right? And of course, you, you can only do so much. But while you're going through this process, what was happening in your professional life and, and how? Because I'm looking at your LinkedIn and these are not easy jobs you got into. Yeah, it, and it's still not. I've actually, you know, since we last spoke, you know, I've, I've gone part-time, I've gone full-time, I have a day job now and I still have it. So it's, you know, it's gone from my full-time hustle to part-time hustle to side hustle to everything in between. And I'm still balancing that over the last few years because I yeah. got a wife, I got kids, I've got a house, I got, you know, I'm very lucky to have those things, but you know, they take money. So, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the, the hard part when I was starting it up was it was just a dream, right? It was a, a concept that I wanted to do something and it was on the side, but I had an amazing opportunity, uh, in my career. So I was a director of, uh, of procurement at McDonald's. Yes. Uh, and I was like, like what? The McDonald's. yeah, Ronald working for, working for the clown. Yep. And, for me, uh, I'm Ronald. Run out. <laughs> yeah, he's everywhere, man. You can't yeah. escape that guy. But, you know, it was a really good job. It paid well. I had a, a cool team. I learned a ton of stuff. Um, but they were making some changes, and they were moving their office. And at mm-hmm. some point, they said, hey, you know what? If you want to leave, no hard feelings. You know, we could offer you a package. I said, nah, why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. But then I reflected and said, you know what? There's never a perfect time to start a business. But right. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. This is probably as good of a time as ever. It was right. like a sign, right? So but, I talked to my wife about it, and yep. we I made the jump from the corporate world to mm-hmm. full-time hustler. Absolutely. But before we talk about that jump, what did you do exactly in McDonald's? I mean, I don't know if you're going to break any NDAs now, but procurement <laughs> is not a normal path that a lot of people probably know. I mean, it's not like sales and marketing where... You talk to a, uh-uh. you go into a room. There's, a, there's like probably a dozen people that that know that, right? Or it's, it's not a common part. What does procurement people do? Yeah, procurement's a niche, right? If you look at any company, everyone's got a usually a, a sourcing or a procurement team somewhere hidden in the company. Yeah. Um, but we help, and it's still what I do, you know, for my day job at this point. But we help people get all of the things they need to run the business with, from the best suppliers at the best price. So think about, you know, you're running a business. Okay, you've got your product. Mm-hmm. That could be a course that you're selling. It could be a physical game or a piece of software or something. But there's a lot of other money you're spending running your business, whether it's rent, yep. whether it's furniture, mm-hmm. whether it's the lights to keep things on. It could be, you know, office supplies. There's tons of stuff. Yep. And if no one's taking a look at those things, you're overspending and you're wasting a lot of money. 
Right. So that's where procurement comes in. We take a look at all those things. We make sure we've got the right suppliers that can get you the best software, get mm-hmm. you the best product, and we negotiate the best deals that we can to make sure you're getting a good price and a good value and everybody's happy. There's a lot of other little stuff, but that's that's it, man. It's how do you make sure that you get the best stuff at the best price? Absolutely. And I coming from experience now that the with the companies that we're working with, procurement is something that, that kinda it's a it's a, it's it's kind of a mixed bag because they can be also be a big pain in the ass because I have to because they have to go to all these accreditations and it takes forever. The bigger the company, the harder it is, right? Yeah. But also, if you get on the good side of procurement, it's be your best e- friend. absolutely. This is like, yeah. ooh, this is walk in the park and you 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 get through the fast lane in the in the thing. But just for before we move on to again the jump uh, that you did, what what. What makes someone a good procurement specialist or a procurement, uh, you know, uh, professional? Because you said this is a very this is a very niche game. How did you get into this 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 type of of a profession? Given that there's it's not out there in the open, was it by accident or you had to like, all right, this is something I wanted to specialize in? Yeah. So my my degree was actually in supply chain, which oh. is a it's a pretty modern degree, right? They didn't have that 15 yeah. years ago, but I had supply chain and procurement is one tiny little piece of supply chain, right? Yeah. You think of supply chain, you think of moving stuff around on right. trucks and, you know, inventory and warehouses and stuff, but yep. procurement is a huge piece of that because that's how you get any of the goods or services you need. So right. when I got out of school, I went into consulting because, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. And yep. my first project was a big sourcing and procurement project. You know, it was like a couple hundred million dollars worth of stuff they needed. Ooh, and wow. Yeah. And what I realized is, you know, anybody can really do procurement. You follow processes. It's like a lean startup, right? You follow yep. a process. You have to analyze things. You have to run experiments. You have to negotiate stuff. But the thing that really is cool about procurement, and I think the thing that makes you good at it, is that you have to be someone that, it's like a reverse sales position. Okay. So you, you think about uh, a lot of roles in the company. You're an accountant. Oh, here's your report, right? No offense, accountants that are listening right now, but you know, you run your reports. You make sure the books are safe. You're protecting the company financially. Mm-hmm. Procurement has to go out there and convince all the different departments in the company, from marketing to finance to operations to IT, yep, to do something potentially different, to change a supplier, to right. buy something different, to get the best deal out there. And you have to be very persuasive. So you have to be analytical because you're analyzing a lot of numbers, a lot of deals right. and programs. Then you have to persuade a supplier or negotiate with a supplier to give you the best deal possible. Yep. Then you have to go around and influence all the people you work with who, frankly, like you said, see procurement sometimes as like a bottleneck right. and convince them to do something that maybe they didn't want to do for the betterment of the whole company. Right. So you get to be a very, uh, you know, you and I are very, I wouldn't say I'm good at sales, but like we have a, a, a knack for it, right? Right. And I think that's because my whole career I've been forced to have to figure out how to convince people to do things that they maybe do or do not want to do. Correct. And it can be very, very uncomfortable at times, but now I understand where this is coming from because at the end of the day, the hustle is not just the motivation part. The hustle is also the influencing part. But if you can you can motivate yourself but you can't influence other people, yeah, it you know, it's useless, right? Correct. And now I understand where that's came from from because subliminally you're actually doing it this whole time, right? Getting people to, to, to buy into what you see because, you know, that, that was your, your big job. Yeah, I never thought of it from that perspective, but it, as little as my startup has to do with my career, yep. the skills are really transferable. Absolutely. And there's always that, 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 that's, that's a gray area where, you know, everything just gets intertwined with each other. But then before we, uh, again, discuss the jump that you took, let's take a break. And uh, sure. when we come back, let's talk about the jump and how, how you then moved on from being in procurement to being a full-time startup founder more after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And welcome back from the break. We are still with Dennis Simpernero of Now Motivation. Prior to the break, Dennis, you said that, you know, you had a pretty comfortable job, but McDonald's give you, gave you an out. You know, it's like, all right, give you. And how, long, how old were you when, when they gave you this opportunity? So that was about four years ago, three, four years ago at this point. So I was 33 at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was, I should be thankful. Pretty young. I, I am thankful. Yeah, yeah I was a, uh, the youngest director at McDonald's for a while. I had an amazing opportunity there. Yep. I love the people I work with. And, you know, they, the pay was nice. The conditions were nice. It was hard work, but Absolutely. all those things were great in a career um, if you're into that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you're into well, that. But how did you now make that decision? Like, all right, let me let me give this a go, right? And and how was the, that conversation um, like with your wife? That all right, I'm leaving everything behind. I'm at 30, 33, my prime, physically and mentally, to go after what I want. And you didn't know what you wanted back then. I remember, right? No, yeah, I, I had just a, a like I said from getting cut from the Olympics. I had just the idea of I want to figure out how to motivate folks because it's this timeless problem. But I had no idea what the business was going to be, what the product was going to be, if it would be successful. Mm-hmm. And I sure as hell didn't know how to start one. Right. So the conversation was interesting. Um, I at least had the foresight to have the conversation with my wife, mm-hmm. which I grossly overstated, you know, looking back. <laughs> like, hey, we'll be going to take 18 months. We're going to be up and running. We'll be in good shape. Right. Uh, you know, the amount of money that they gave me for the package will cover us. We, we only had one kid at that time, too. So yep. everything was uh, everything looked promising. Yep. And uh, we went into it with, I think, a lot of optimism, but certainly no experience. Mm-hmm. And when people tell you things like, oh, it's going to take you seven years, I go, yeah, but those people are dumb. You can't take <laughs> <all along. laughs> you know, I, oh, I, I'm a professional. I know where to get help. We've got some funding. I'm like, yeah, come on. That, that's the worst case, isn't it? I'm like, right. well, no, the worst case is you go out of business in 12 months. But um, <laughs> we, we were naive. And I was, yep. I'm was. i a very optimistic, positive guy, regardless of the situation. I don't let it get me down. And, right. you know, she said, okay, I, I trust you. We're going to invest in this together here. But yep. I don't want to. I don't really care about it. Just go do it, right? Yep. I, I don't want to be your partner. Just make it happen, man. Yep. So made the jump, and uh, that's kind of where we met up. Right. Exactly. A, I think you know we talked a little about sourcing. There's a process. You follow steps to evaluate. You know mm-hmm. what suppliers you want, what you want to buy. Mm-hmm. And I said there's got to be some sort of process for starting a business. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got a bunch of books. I saw the old school, you know, here's all the things that you do to start your business up. And, you know, the startup 101 for dummies. And, yeah, like all the old school right. stuff that's out there. And then I came across Lean. 
Yes. And I know you and I have a passion for lean. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, man, this, like, this speaks to me. This, is, this seems like the right way to be doing this. I don't know how to do it yet, but right. all that other stuff sounds like garbage. Let's mm. check this out. So that's where we connected. I found you as the lean, my lean Jedi right. to teach me how to go through that process and do it right. All right. And just a little caveat for those listeners as well. So I met Dennis because in between my first startup, which, again, uh, crashed and burned in 2016. Rest in peace. Yep. Uh, I, what I did was sorry, I had to find myself. But while finding myself, I had to survive. And having to lost it all, I said... All right, the best way for me to do it is not to go. I didn't want to go corporate again, but I needed to tell the story to people of how not to fuck up shit the same way I did it, <laughs> right? And I felt like if, if it's going to be a mentor or someone who's going to help walk people through the, the potholes, because if there's something that I know, I know where the potholes are. I don't know all the answers, but I can walk, make them, you know, uh, skip those big potholes that can can be very fatal. And that's what I did. I, I posted my story. I remember I, I wrote that blog that I mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I said, all right. Over. Correct. Party's over. This is what it is. And that was my, my, my caveat. It's like, all right, this, this is my MO. Right? You know, I'm going to help you not fuck up like I did. And lo and behold, there are some, I think you were the first one. And I saw like, hmm, this guy, I, I think I can help you out. And, uh, when when I found you, it was like ah, this, this this is it. And then I applied, and long story short, uh, we clicked. And you said you needed help on how to put up a startup from zero to one. And I said I've been there several times. So it's like all right, <laughs> let's let's hold hold each other's hand and let's go through this. Now, Dennis, just can you walk us through again in that process of what we did? Uh, for coming from having literally just an idea of how to motivate people to work out uh, to to uh, where we kind of ended up with. Yeah. So we, we ended up using a couple of tools that are out there that I, I'd certainly recommend if you're thinking about starting up your own thing. Yep. Go look for the Lean Canvas and uh, like the Javelin board. You'll see a couple of tools along those lines. But start with yep. the Lean Canvas. It's a really simple way to document all of your guesses right hypotheses if you're if you're feeling yep. sophisticated assumptions it's all your assumptions because when we when everybody thinks about a business and you know talk to my dad or somebody like oh i got this great idea well ideas aren't worth shit yep. um, <laughs> is worth everything and if you have this great idea but you haven't tested out mm-hmm. can i make this product will people actually pay for this product can i distribute whatever it is, do I have the financing? Like you have to go through all those different areas and think about how am I going to do these things? How am I going to actually execute on this idea? Because that's where the difficulty lies. And I'm still learning and struggling with it. I'm not a successful entrepreneur. I'm not rich. I haven't helped millions of people. I'm learning that every day still, but I take it back to that point to say, all right, we think we got this assumption down. We tested it. We proved that it works. Check. All right. Now what's week next? And you can kind of systematically go through all your assumptions and prove or, like you and I did, yep. disprove some of them. We had a bunch of assumptions that were totally wrong. And we right. went out and we tested it and said, no, that ain't right, man. That's not how people think. That's yep. not what people want. And then you adjust. Right. You try a different hypothesis. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a great place to start. The lean allows you to go out and experiment and figure out, is your idea right or wrong? Is it just in your head? Correct, and then we came up with an MVP, and this mm-hmm. is this is where we where our, our our paths actually started together. Because as I was starting Chatbot PH, I, I, I initially we were leaning towards either a website or an app. I was like, Dan, check this out. I've been yeah. I've been doing this for some clients of mine here already, and I feel like this is going to be something that might be able to help you, you know, deliver value faster. And we were also doing chatbots as well. And said, you know, I think the best way to help people motivate, especially with the ability of chatbots to, you know, send constant updates, is to is, is through a bot, right? So yep. that's kind of sort of what we did. And then, long story short, eventually we'd had to part ways. And then that's where I kind of didn't know what happened anymore because um, as I as we parted ways around, I was like. In late 2017, mm-hmm. and it wasn't pretty. I mean, uh, we we made a lot of mistakes as well together, and uh, we were together, you know. Yep. But you you 
we we had you you were very patient and i'd like to thank you for that because we 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 weren't the best chatbot team that we are now you know and whatnot but we did our best yeah and my team i remember they they literally cried because they didn't know what to solve but or how to solve it but they they did their best you know and whatnot but i i will always respect the effort the professionalism you know from ivy and the whole team but Yep. Even when there were things you couldn't do and there were things I was asking for that I, you know, looking back and I was like, wow, did we even need that? You know, at the time, you never know, but right. you guys always worked your butts off and gave it your best. And you know what? That's, I'd rather have 10 people like that than one know-it-all that doesn't give a shit, you know? Absolutely. And again, we, we attribute, we, without Dennis, and, and uh, I'm pretty sure the whole Chatbot PH team would, would say this, we, we loved working with you. I personally... We had a good time, man. It was bittersweet when we had to let go, and it's like, all right, had to, to split up, but it was great working with you. Now this is the time where I actually ask you, what <laughs> happened after? Because this is where I kind of like got blindsided. We, we still catch up every once in a while. Yeah. But what happened when, we, when you decided? Because I remember when we did... Um, decide, uh, decide to, to, to like uh, part ways. You said that you only had a few months of runway left. Is either yeah. we have to go take a job and whatnot while we're doing motivation. What happened? Yeah. So, so the the product. We'll talk about that, and I'll talk about the the pieces that support it, like jobs. So the product yeah. originally was going to be a B two B. We were yeah. trying to build a, a platform to help fitness coaches and personal trainers motivate their clients. Right. They've got money they've got jobs they all have told us this is a real problem for them let's build this tool to do it and we had a couple of fitness coaches we were working with mm-hmm. that were kind of advising us on it mm-hmm. um but we were running out of money and we were burning yeah. through it really quick and it had clearly no revenue coming in at that point right um so i went and i got a, a side job right I, mm-hmm. so at first i was a full-time then i got a side job doing consulting the same work i've done before just independent and yeah. that helped keep the lights on a little bit longer got it. Be, product that we launched of course took longer than we thought of course head bugs and all those things but we basically built what people had asked for nice the challenge was yeah thank you now we got finally product market fit or problem solution fit that's what we were looking for back then problem solution fit check uh, product market fit. Uh, so th- that's a totally different beast that on, on its own. It is, man. Yeah, right, it's right. the next level. Right. So we got featured on a couple of podcasts, a few shows. I mean, I've, right. I've been speaking about motivation for a while at this point, my journey. And um, we got our first customer and it felt so damn good. I mean, oh, wow. there's no greater feeling than getting your first customer. And she owned a small gym just north of Wisconsin. She heard us on a, a in large Wisconsin, interstate. In yeah, man. Wow. So it was good. It was that's big for us. So we did everything we could to help her, like, be successful to get her clients to use it and to try to use the tool. Right. Um, but we noticed a couple issues. Okay. And then we got our second customer. I was thrilled. Nice. Like, yeah, we got two customers. Right. This is working. It was a SaaS product. We got this. Right. Thirty days later, well, sixty days later total, we lost right. both of them. Oh no. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not good for a SaaS company. And so they were actually both very cordial and, you know, there were no hard feelings. I said, well, right, you know, what's right. going on? We're trying to help. We're doing all these things. We're in very close contact because you want to talk to your early customers one-on-one as much as they will allow you to. That's how you learn. Right. And at the end of the, call it the trial, they were mm. paying customers, right? We made, they, they actually paid. It was fantastic. Um, they said, look, I don't have the time to use this. And I don't want to spend much money. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, because especially with small businesses, you know, the, the, every, every buck counts, right? Exactly, exactly. So if they didn't have the time to use the tool, so they had the problem, it mm-hmm. could probably solve their problem from what we observed, but they didn't right. have the time to invest in the tool, and mm-hmm. then they wouldn't spend the money to use the tool. I mean, they did a couple of times. They're so like, yeah, I can't keep this going. We said, right. oh, we have two major assumption issues here. We solved the problem, but not in the way they wanted. Okay. And they said they'd buy it, but nobody told me that they wouldn't. You know, I, a lot of people say they'll pay for something, but until you put them to and say, swipe your credit card. Oh, yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. In fact, a, a study I read uh, about startups and pricing, they said, if you do a survey, and this is what, I, you know, we'll talk about this later, but if you do a right. survey and 50%, I'm sorry, if 
people tell you that with 100% certainty, they will buy your product. You know, it's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, Ron. I want this right now. You're lucky if 50% of them actually would buy it. Yeah, that's a big conversion it's, rate. It's, it's, yeah, no, and, and think about it. So 100%, people that are 100% positive are probably already a very small fraction of the market. You've got yeah. a lot of people that are like, maybe or no chance. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about half certainty with a very small percentage of people. And I did not do that diligence. I did not do that strong enough on the lean chart. So we said, holy shit, we spent all this time, got all this money. We've got this product that has critical flaws. Right. What are we good at? <laughs> like what has mm-hmm. been going well? And we looked back through it and you, you probably remember it. I was helping out with us yep. when we first started. What people loved was at the consumer level. So we used to send out motivational messages daily to people. We'd learn a little bit about their personality. We'd send them a a motivational quote or an image or something. And I remember you hired a PhD to even get this down pat. We did. We did. Because I'm like, there's more to it. It's it's a bunch of stupid memes, right? Psychology is what drives motivation. There's a behavioral science. So we were doing this on a daily basis, and people liked it. But we weren't selling that to anyone Right, people would be like, that made my day. I was really excited. That got me out of bed. And we said, right, well, how do right. we double down on that idea? Because that's what we're good at. And we said, we basically blew up the entire web platform and the business, the business model. And said, screw it, we're going to help motivate everyday people using yes. chat technology and psychology. Mm-hmm. So we kept the core of what we were good at. We learned. We pivoted. And since then, we relaunched in. Um, March of, of 2019, it was kind of April 2019. Oh, wow, this is recently, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's called Motivated in a Month. It's the same kind of idea, but it's direct to, you know, help people discover what motivates them. We've had, instead of two customers in a year, we've had 20 customers in the first, you know, eight weeks. Wow, holy shit, congratulations. Yeah, thanks, dude. Like, it's so validating to say, okay, first time we screwed up, it was a painful lesson. And there are a lot of things outside of the business that were tough when you have no money and you've been doing this for two years and you got a family. Right. Um, all those things aside, it was just such a relief and validating to say that, yes, people like something we made and they're willing to pay for it. And we got it. Where are we going awesome. next? We got to figure out how to scale and get more money and you know right, automate right. everything. But I think that where we had you and I got to problem solution fit. You know, in the past couple of months, I think we are, dare I say, close to product market fit, which is the key. Awesome. That's great. Now, Thanks, man. That, that's, that's a, I'm very happy to hear that now we finally fi- found that we were just aiming at the wrong dartboard or the wrong, the wrong bullseye. You we know? were close. Right. We were close. But it, it should have been on the B2C side because I remember the, the, the feedback of people like, oh, that was awesome. And then when we kind of took it back, people were just like, oh, you know, yeah, there's a happened? void. Where, there's my, where right? are my free messages? I'm like, well, Correct. you like them, you got to pay for them. So that is amazing. Now, then um, in terms of how did you bounce back, was there specific methods or specific um, areas where you did uh like like zero in to to pivot the product more than just looking at you know scratching everything was there something that you did other than what, what you just told us to yes. to position it and to set to where it is now yes so of course you listen to customers of course you kind of reflect back and you know try to pull the emotion out and say well what were we good at and what did we suck at but the i think the weakest part um for me, at least for me, um, in the first process was I really never understood. Um, there, well, there's two pieces to it, right? I, I hear there's problems, right? When you hear someone has a problem, you go, great, I got a problem, I'm going to solve it. But you have to make sure that problem is something that's really important to people. It can't just be a problem they can slough off and say, yeah, I can live without that. It has to be something that's emotional, that drains them, that is making their life worse. Because if you can solve problems like that, People will come to you. People will come to you. And I didn't test the problem out enough with our coaches. They said, yeah, it's a problem. But when you really peel it back, no offense to any trainers or coaches, did they really give a shit how motivated their people were as long right. as people were still walking through the door? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't, right? Yeah. They, it's something they have to say, but they, uh, that problem they could live with. 
It's a job. <laughs> it's a job, right? Right. It's a job. And as long as the money keeps coming in, they don't worry yeah, about that problem. We get right. The second part is the willingness to pay. The willingness to pay. So just because you've got a problem and just because someone feels a very you know strong affinity to solving that problem doesn't mean they're willing to part with money. Right. So we went out and we did a large uh, uh, pricing survey. It was almost fully, exclusively focused on pricing. So I forgot what book I read. It was extraordinarily helpful. I wish I, I'll, maybe I'll pull it up for the end of the show here. Yeah. Or we'll put it on the show notes too. If, if, yeah, if, that's if, a great idea, man. Right. But it really helped me understand, all right, if you want to get into pricing, you got to focus on this thing because if you don't have people willing to pay for what it is that you're selling, you don't have a business. You have a charity. Correct. Just, yeah, man. Correct. Um, so I learned that the hard way, but we got there. So I went out and I did this survey. We surveyed, I think, three or 400 people. It was anonymous. We had filters on it, the types of people we were looking for. We showed them a uh, prototype of what the product could be, told them what problems it solved, and then we did all the pricing questions. Say, all right, at this price, uh, you know, what price is this? Way too expensive. You'd never consider buying it. And then at what price is this something you would, you know, buy immediately, buy it right now because it would help you and everything in between. And we ran all those numbers and we looked at it and we said, wow, we're really onto something here. Not only are people very willing to buy this, mm-hmm. but what they're willing to pay is pretty fair for what we can make it for. Absolutely. And that confidence gave me the ability to go back to, you know, uh, call them partners or call them, you know, people that were working with us at the time and say, look, I know the first one didn't go well, but I have a lot of confidence if we build this, people will like it and people will buy it. We just have to make sure it's not a you know crappy product. Yeah. So that was the missing link to me, Ron. I think that's what I needed to do and learn again the hard way to get it right. I'm glad you found it. All right. Now, then let's take another break. And when we come back, let's talk about sharing the hustle. Because, again, you're, 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 you've... You've finally figured out the, the right direction. It's just a matter of thing. But again, uh, during that journey, I'm pretty sure you, you, you've learned a lot of stuff. And that's what we're going to be discussing more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, 
scan and pay with QRPH and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Dennis DePiero, uh of Godivation, now who's figured out how what to do next. And then finally, I'm just so happy to hear you've, 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 you've made, finally made the breakthrough with almost product market fit. But, you know, things start looking up. Now, let's just do rapid fire uh, questions here in terms of what you want to share. And the first one, top of my mind, always will always be about motivation and influence. Dennis, Walk us through how you motivate yourself because, you know, you said you're always optimistic. That's not an accident by default. And how do you now resonate that through how you work with people and especially now with your product? What's the science and what's the method behind it and how you do it for yourself and how you motivate people? That man, that's a real softball right there. I love it. So our, our whole product is about motivational training. The motivation is something you can train within your mind. It's, it's like a muscle, mm-hmm. um, but since it's based on science, we know what things work and what things don't, relatively speaking. So you can, if you feel like you're one of those people that are always down or you're struggling, um, you can actually train your motivation to get yourself back up. But the key to doing that is knowing what motivates you. And, mm-hmm. you know, in Motivated in a Month, that's the new course we built. The first step is an assessment to say, all right, you're going to answer all these questions and reflect on a number of things so we can figure out what it is that does and does not motivate you. And unlike a workout, you know, Ron, you know, if you're trying to get a six pack, um, you'd probably start doing, you know, working on abs right away, right? Working on your core muscles. Right. Because right now that's your weak spot. Mm-hmm. So when you're working out, you want to work on your weak spots, right? If you want abs, right. if you've got, you know, a belly and you want abs, you work on your core. If you want those, you know, hot glutes, you got to start doing some squats and stuff. But mm-hmm. in motivation, it's the opposite. It is the opposite. You actually want to ignore your weaknesses and play to your strength. So to know that, you have to know your what motivates you up front. We do it through an assessment and a quiz. Uh, there's other ways to do it, like you know, asking your friends or having someone observe how you respond to different situations. But you know, motivated in a month, that's that's the easy way to figure out what motivates you. So Would you me, say, yeah, is it is it going to be a lot with has to do with a lot of confidence and momentum building? There's two pieces, so it's we could talk about this for hours, right? Because uh, I love this stuff. There's a couple of podcasts I've been on which exclusively talk about motivation. So I, you know, yeah. if you want to check those out or you want to talk yep, about, we'll it put again, it in the, pod, the, the show notes. If you, you, you bet, want a deep man. dive on that one, people yeah. want to nerd out about that stuff. You tell me when. The doctor um, of motivation. That's talk very generous. There's real, there's real scientists out there. Right, I'm just right. some dude that learned. Um, but yeah, it, when you're getting started. 
So when, if you haven't made, if you're listening out there and you hit, listen to Ron every week and you're like, I really want to become an entrepreneur. I want to start my own thing up. Right. But you're scared to do it. The two things that matter the most to get motivated to start that are confidence and importance. So confidence is, do you feel like you have a shot in hell of succeeding? Right. And you can build up confidence by doing lots of little things that make you feel more confident. You can't trick yourself to being confident, but you can take lots of little steps and do these things we call uh, call micro goals in our training program. But every little thing you do and you do it successfully, you become more confident. The important side is is critical as well, right? If you don't have those two things, you won't start. But a lot of people say things are important to them. Like I, I think most of us would say, yeah, our health is important to us, of course. But then when we really get down to it, it's like, well, if it's important, how come I won't spend 15 minutes on it a day, right? If I really want to lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds, why haven't I, you know, sought out help from a trainer or gotten a gym pass? And that's because there's not an emotional reason behind it. Got it. If you want to make something more important in your life, you need to dig down and figure out why is it I really want to do this? Yeah. Not just lose five pounds, but I want to be able to like, I want to live till I'm 90. Right. I want to be a good role model for my kids. So they, they see me and they're like, well, I want to be in shape when I grow up too. And I want to be healthy. If you don't have that emotional reason for starting a business, you won't mm. and you'll give up as soon as it gets hard. So yeah, to your point, Ron, those things matter a ton when you're starting and you got to work on those first. You got to train those first before you're ready to jump in the fray and be successful. Absolutely. Now you've mentioned about starting looking back then, what's something that you think that you you should you said like shoot I should have known that when you were starting now start, starting out when knowing what you know now. I would say the uh, well, there's a couple obvious ones. The first one is just accept that it's going to take longer than you think. Okay, that's the reality of it. You might think, hey, this is going to be a quick thing. I'll be up and running. We'll be successful. We'll have money coming in. Our customers. Some people probably have pulled that off. Yep. Not not me. Right. Uh, most of us are trying to learn it and learn from our mistakes and go mm-hmm. through it as with as much effort as we can, but at whatever pace we can give. Because I, I have a day job again now and a lot of people out there have kids and, and families and lives and other things they do. So mm-hmm. you keep applying effort, but it's not going to happen overnight. Right. Uh, so have patience, but undying motivation to, 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 to it, keep going. That's right. it. Grit is the key. That's the, that's my favorite one. But. Everyone's got their own superpower. Absolutely. Um, the second one, and this is more technical, but mm-hmm. you use the lean startup process, right? And, and focus in, I think the two biggest ones that I sucked at were truly understanding if it's a problem for someone, right? Is the solution you're offering solving a real emotional deep problem or is it a nice to have? And right. then the price piece, like we talked about a ton of times, really make sure people will pay, prove it. Get out there and prove it. Sell something, sell a prototype or give them 90% off and say, all right, well, if you really say you're going to buy this, I'll sell it to you for you know five bucks. Swipe your credit card. If people aren't willing to do that, stop. <laughs> stop yeah. immediately. They'll because they'll never do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not, you're not trying to trick people. You're not trying to you know sell them something that doesn't exist. But if someone really has, if someone believes in you and believes in what you can do, they're going to be willing to spend a few bucks because they know it's not free running a business. Correct. So get those two boxes checked before you move forward with your idea. Okay. And then that- the last piece mm-hmm. is a is a total uh, call out to Ron here, but get help from people that are smart and have lots of energy because man, this shit is hard. So yep. you need a lot of people around you to support you. Absolutely. And that's the the more the the better too because you know you can never get one thing from just one source you know and mm-hmm. in different stages of your startup you're gonna have to support yourself with not just a person but a whole tribe you know because the tribe can offer so much as as you go as you go on and then Dennis last last question in terms of um, getting your daily routine you know it's habit forming right. What do you think? What's your daily routine like, and how you do your grind and your hustle? Because it's it can be hard doing a balancing act, being a father, doing the day job, and doing doing the the startup now. What's 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 your tips and tricks in getting that done? Yeah, um, my number one that I always live by. My wife and I swear this is if it's not on the calendar, 
it doesn't happen. Got it. So if you know you want to get something done, if you've got, hey, I've got to write some content for my blog, or I got to go interview some people, or I need to, you know, get some customer feedback, schedule it. Even if it's 15 minutes or 20 minutes, put it all on your calendar. It'll happen then. Got it. Um, so that's number one. The other piece is you got to be a little bit flexible in life, especially, yeah. you know, like, I don't know if I'm talking to any parents out there, but you know, I've got two kids now and that's the end. It will not be three, Ron. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Like we weren't, I wasn't sleeping for eight months. My littlest is nine months old now, and she didn't sleep for eight months. We were going on like three to four hours of broken sleep a night, and that is that is bad for your health, I'm told. Yep. Uh, so I had to be flexible. I had to find hours in the day where I could sneak in a little bit of work, or I could get my workout in, and sometimes it was at nine o'clock at night. Sometimes it was you know 5.30 in the morning or at lunch. You got to be flexible, too. So yes, the calendar matters, but look around your calendar, see where you have extra time that you, maybe you're not thinking of, and be flexible that's the hour you have to work that's the hour you get to work that day all right sounds good now dennis invite over okay if you'd like to invite over some some filipinos or any person that's listening out there in the world to get motivation what do they need to do so if you want to check out motivation now and discover how you get motivated and build up all those skills to stick with your goals go to motivation.com right now uh motivated in a month which is our first course it's all done through messenger you don't need any special software apps or anything it's just like having a, a coach in your pocket um you can get that for 60 percent off because we're still like i said we launched a couple months ago yep. so we're still in the beta phase so it's only uh 29 us mm-hmm. and that's Not a bad. full month of training yeah that's five days a week of support only 10 minutes a day too you're not wow. living on it you're not getting an mba you're going for right. a college degree 10 minutes a day and uh we've had folks that have doubled their motivation in 30 days we have people that started working out you know seven days into the program which is not what we designed it to do but they're like i just i feel like i'm really connecting i want to start doing it now nice. so go in discover what motivates you and use it to supercharge the rest of your life guys there you go again dennis i know you have to go but again thank you man this is this has been a great time catching up with you and um, i'm so pumped we got to do this ron thanks for having me on uh, no i appreciate it and again uh guys if you want to learn more and more uh about uh, our hustlers and whatnot please don't forget to um join our hustle share community on facebook so just look for the hustle share community and message us on our chatbot at m.me slash hustle share powered by chatbot bh thanks again dan appreciate it Bet, Ron. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Let's keep in touch. Absolutely. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.